Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Sports Radio 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg Taylor, everybody. Yeah, we're here. We're back on Sunday mornings. We got you just for a little while, but, man, we are the opening act for a great day of football. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning to you fine folks in Morrow. In Morrow. In Morrow. Home of the Mustang. Home of the Mustang. How are the Mustangs doing? The Mustangs doing all right. You know, they, they, the last several years they've come on and, and, and had some, some some really good seasons. They get some things turned around. I think they're they they going to their new school building or not. They're supposed to be getting like a new – New souped-up building down there in Clayton County. At really? Yeah, man. New. Everybody like that. Everybody loves that new school smell. <laughs> you laugh or you laugh. No, no, no. Them, you're them, right. Them, I like the way you say that. Yeah, the, the new school smell different from the ones that have been around for a while. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So they got that. You know that new school smell down there tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I got my first hiccup already, man. What? Because I got something for everybody out there, and, and then I noticed it didn't. So I'm gonna work on that during the show. We got you know, cat, and this has to do with casting call. And there's a couple different festivals and different stuff on there, brand new one. I got screaming teenagers, like, sitting out there at an Elvis or Beatles or Backstreet Boys concert or whatever. There's a need for that this week. But it, for whatever reason, didn't post, and so we got to go back and oh no, got a Coachella thing going on on there, man. Ooh. I got a lot of good stuff, adults okay. and minors and, 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 and three projects all going at once. And <sighs> I think so I'm working on it. How how you doing, Miss Crenshaw? How was your week? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. It's a good, a good Good week. Good week. Good week. Good week. Good week. We, we, we have a mantra that we need to start. What's that? Right now. Uh-oh. Uh, no, this is a good thing, especially for the audience to know this. Okay. Mark it down on your calendars. I know you got another date in December marked down, but you need to mark down December 17th. Okay. 17th. It's a Saturday. 17th. That's when Sam and I return to Saturdays. Oh, hey. Yeah. All right now. That was supposed to be temporary. Everything was about, you know, us being moved over and and we did it graciously because it's about the big picture, you know, and then we had this reduced for a little bit because of some other things, but it will all burst back out and and bloom into what was. Okay. That and that's kind of nice because you know, that time of year not a lot of stuff blooms. That stuff usually happens in March and April. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll be back smelling up your radio. We'll be blessing you, but blossoming and blooming in December. Exactly. And there we go. So mark that date down here. Um, but listen, we're going to give you two hours of packed stuff. Everything else. That's us. Sam and Greg with everything else. Getting started. Now, you feel a certain way now because the baseball season is now officially over with? Officially over. Yeah. You, you yeah. don't feel oh, a certain yeah. way yeah. about it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's over. Um, 
yeah, like I said, I watched a thimble full of his World Series. I really didn't watch a whole I, lot of it. You did. I, did. I checked uh, it out for yeah, you. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that. But but uh, obviously, you know, you, you think about somebody who has a, a tie to this area, and I am happy for Dusty Baker. For, for Johnny B. Baker Jr. Um, Say that again. Johnny B. Baker Jr. Now, come on. Well, you know, he was alive then, so he couldn't be named after the song. No, no, but his name Johnny B. B. Baker Jr. Okay. Oh, he named, he named the song. He named that Junior. He named it after Daddy. Okay, that's true. But I'm just saying, initially, somebody would think that he would may but, have been, but, or the family but, might have named it right there. But Junior, you got it. You junior, got, the junior, junior part was yeah. the, the key there. Yeah, yeah, Junior. All and, right. Uh, and that, 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 that he uh, got there and got it. And you know what? And, and uses his platform to uh, to speak to some things that happened. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, the, the lack of African American players in baseball. So people know he's, he's, and he's always been outspoken about that. But now, just like when Don Staley won the NCAA championship, and she had that platform, uh, morning talk shows and whatnot, she and, and she used it to talk about some things that she was concerned about. I think he's going to do the same thing. Well, I'm pretty sure he will. You going to bring Dusty Baker on your show? He's going to talk about that. Yeah, right now. Yeah. and he's uh, the oldest uh, manager. To win a World Series, which I didn't realize, but I, you know some guys that were, were older, but maybe they weren't that old. When I'm thinking about people like Walter Austin. I was gonna say because we were like younger. Red, so everybody, Red Shandies, them dudes were like they were old back then, you know. But uh, but even Sparky, yeah, when he went with the Tigers. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. but but uh, but no, he is your oldest World Series uh, manager uh, to win, and uh, congrats to him. Yes, congrats to him. Two things, real quick. First of all, yep. you hate to say it like this, but you do have to qualify it. Well, maybe you don't. But the best crossover in women's basketball period ever, Dawn Staley. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. hate to say women's, but you know she got that from somebody. Yeah, but yeah. I've seen her do it on guys. Oh, we, uh, me too. I've, seen, I've say, seen her do it on guys. But you, I, I, you yeah. know, there's players yeah. who you know you want to put her up against. That, you know, Mitch Richmond and I and, 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 and Iverson, Iverson and all them like dudes. That. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, she had that, and uh, she was the best one. Period. I've I, I watched her get a chance to play in the game uh, years ago. They invited her to come and play because Jordan would come to Greensboro every summer for his camp. And part mm-hmm. of the camp was he come, he and a number of NBA players would come and just play a pickup game yeah. for the kids in the camp. People couldn't come in. People were at the door wanting to get in. Unless you had a child going to that camp or you were in the media, so you could not get into the gym to see this game. And you got to remember, you're in the heart of North Carolina. People just love some basketball. Yeah. And most of the guys in there had gone to Duke or North Carolina, NC State, and they let her play with them one, day, one year. And man, let me tell you something. She broke some ankles. Yes, I know she, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> I know she broke some ankles. That was, that was fun. I'll never forget seeing that. She's awesome. Uh, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and it ties into what you were saying a minute ago about Dusty, and, and my take was this, the irony of, of his win. Uh, say what you will about the two teams that were playing, and yeah, it didn't spark a lot of interest. And then when the World Series started, the, the conversation swirled around the fact that neither one of these teams had an African-American player, which – was it, when it, not just that, Greg, but the fact that this was the first World Series. At right. It, I thought we'd seen several World Series with none. Yeah. Me, me well, personally. I, I, I think I, there know. was a number. It was like something. Well, anyway, it, it, it goes back. But, well. Um, I thought we'd seen I thought we'd seen several World Series. Well, it had, had, to be, had to be, you know. But they but, said this was the first one. The point of it is that when we went into this, we had that conversation. And, yeah. of course, everybody was saying Jackie is spinning in his grave. Right. Well. Uh, you don't want to talk about irony. You want to talk about irony, and you would wonder how Jackie would feel. Well, this is just speculation. He would weep. You want it well. On, on one hand, yes, absolutely. But on the other hand, like he talked about, and he pushed for players. His his whole thing was let's get some more black players. Okay, 
And the irony of this is while there were no black players, an African-American manager won the World Series. And you got to wonder, is that something that he even thought about back in the day? You speculated on it. You hoped but it wasn't part of the conversation. And he was just about trying to get black players. And the fact that this one produced another black manager who won the World Series, won it all, um, slowed that spinning down, I would imagine. But it was just ironic how this worked out to me. And that's the story I'm taking away from this. And while I'll remember it. And the other thing is, is the door completely closed now on, on the Astros being cheaters? Do, do they I don't, hear that I don't anymore? Know. I, don't, I don't know about that, but they had the right person in that position. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's still some people who will say that as long as there's some guys on that roster who are from that time, there's some people who will say that until they're all gone. Um, but you, you, you brought in the right person, someone who was beyond reproach as far as anything any illegal or cheating or anything like that, mm-hmm. so any character issues. Uh, they reached for the right person for that. So to me, he's being rewarded in a way for taking on something that, you know, that wasn't of his, his doing. But he comes in and he leads uh, and he leads his team to uh, to World Series. Was denied last year here in Atlanta, yep. which was uh, something that kind of tug that tugged at his heartstring. I'm sure with his attachment. But to that's this, fifty. To yeah, I was gonna say, but fifty fifty. His buddy's team won it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, I gotta say this real quick, and let's move on to what happened last last Sunday. But you know, when you when you put out in a line of the all the managers that have ever managed a baseball team. There are two of them who you will automatically be able to pick out of a line. Even if they had their backs in, you even had their names or numbers on it. There's two of them who I believe people who follow baseball will easily be able to pick out. And that's Connie Mack, because that's the last dude on the, on, in the dugout in a suit. Yeah. And Dusty Baker. Hey, no manager, period. I'm not talking about weight size or anything like that. There's no manager that I can think of in – going back to the pictures that I have seen and the videos that I have seen of managers that look like Dusty Baker. Ain't no managers have been out there look like he ready to go play left field. <laughs> He's sitting there on the – got the gloves on. See, it was one thing to have the toothpick and the wristbands over the last few years. Now he's got, like, batting gloves on. <laughs> or those gloves he wears. I love me some Dusty Baker. I don't want to run in my pitching staff, but I love me some Dusty Baker. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Really, really do. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Quickly, we're going to have John Nelson join us before this hour's up. We're going to talk to Corey McCartney. I'm sorry. We're going to talk to um, Terrell Thomas. Yep. Terrell Thomas is going to join us at 720, get into this NBA stuff. But And, 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 and Trey Young's eyewear. <laughs> yes, we will, we will get he's into not, he's that. Not, he's not using them Kareem goggles yes. from, from back in the day. He, he's, he's using something a little, little more modern, and it's working for him now. It is. And apologies to uh, Eric Slaughter, our producer, because I did say Corey earlier. I was having a, a brain thing there. But Terrell Thomas is going to join us at 720. But listen, man. Eric, Eric is smiling. Is he really? He's smiling. Why? Oh, oh, has he got some some? No, no, no. Because his his folks didn't That's what I'm go. Saying. His folks didn't go zero and ten. Ah, so we'll his, save that story. His, his folks got zero and ten. Okay, and, hey, and, you got to save it. Okay, you got to save because we're going for that tease prize, right? We want, I, I want a free lunch. So <laughs> 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 you got to you got to hold on with that, man. Oh my, <laughs> we got a free lunch coming. Hopefully, all right, man. Um, so anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. Yes or no? The game last week against Carolina is that the game that the Falcons normally they usually lose that game. Yeah, but yet they yeah, got the win last week in perseverance, and that, and that tells you something about what's going on with this team. When you yeah. can win a game like that one, um, the way that all went down at, at the end, we got a helmet come off, you get a penalty. <laughs> that was point stupid. after ends up being, <laughs> but on I was, the other side of town. He's look, you know, that that kicking, and then you get a chance in overtime and you miss, and you're like, okay, all right, we got it. 
Yeah. yeah. We've seen that before in other teams. The kicking part of it, to, I can't imagine, but there were a couple goats on that ride back to, to, to Carolina. Oh, yeah. I actually thought he got away with it because it was in the end zone, and it looked like to me he had stepped out of the end zone. But, apparently, but there's a player next to him that took his off, too. There were two. There were two players with helmets off. Yeah, but the one, the, the first guy, the guy that caught the, 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 the got the TD was the one who was penalized. I, I get, I, you know, but either way, there was a player there. And see that that's that's the area where you get to, like, well, which one were you penalizing? Which one you using? I, I think it was the guy, the, the the touchdown. I don't have it in front of me here, real quick. But it was the, it was the guy who 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 um. Top of my head, I got. Well, they they, they caught. There. They caught the touchdown. Yeah, they caught the touchdown. Okay. It was. It was his penalty that caused it. Don, Eric, jump on here real quick. DJ Moore. Okay, thank you. Yes, and and and, and the thing is, it was a back and forth going on between him and who was covering him for a good bit of that um, fourth quarter. But the the point of it is, well, we got, we got the official here. Well, we go ahead. The, sure. What's the question? So he was being covered by a linebacker on that touchdown right. play. That's mm-hmm. why he got behind him. He was covered by a linebacker and a practice squad DB that had got called up that morning, and that's why, you know, he, he was toasting them. That's the bottom line. Well, he took that helmet off, and, and you knew something. Sometimes that happens, and you scream at the TV because it isn't called. And then to make that call then and the way they did it, but – you can say it's, what you it, want it, about it, him. It's, it's a makeup for the greatest sack on on, on Brady. Uh, you, you know, you mean I, overall, overall, <laughs> overall. You, the overall refs are just like going. We it, all got to do something, come together. And, well, no, it's just, it's, <laughs> it, it's just, it's just it, the kind of thing that evens itself out over the course of a season. Okay. It's a tough one because you know I, I was doing football playoffs yesterday for Cobb County's Metro League, the sixth graders, the fifth graders, and you know I got you know, evaluated, and I got picked for playoffs. And when they put you in the playoffs and they put you on the field, they say you have to have the gall to make a call that you know is a complete violation of the rules. It's black and white. A player cannot take the, their helmet off on the field during live ball or after a scoring play. It's in the rules. It says after a touchdown, a helmet cannot be removed during a celebration. That's It's black and white. So kudos to the official who had the gall to pull the flag because that's a blatant violation. You can't do it. It's Everybody knows it. Okay. Well, again, say what you will, the Falcons got this win. Yeah. They sit at 4-4 four and four right now. And the way that crazy fourth quarter um, played out and then into overtime, it was just it, – it, you just shook your head. And you saw it, there's no way. Falcons go, oh, here we go again. Falcons going to lose this one. It's looking at a chip shot. And that, that kicker for Carolina missed them both. And – you just, you know, maybe this in a state, is the in team. In a stadium with no wind. That's right. And maybe, no breeze blowing. Maybe, maybe this is the year that yeah. they, they make some noise. I mean, you don't you don't see them beating well, some they of already the powerhouses. They already make it noise. But in a way that a lot of us didn't speculate. Now, we will didn't it continue? Expect it. We didn't expect this. I, I mean, you know, it, I'm to the point where anything else that goes on is gravy. <laughs> I, I, you know, because. No, we, you're right. You're right. You're was, right. Who was, who was expecting this? You know, so I'm, I'm, I like the way they're playing. The coach is showing us what could be for the future, you know. You get this quarterback that can do what this guy does and throw downfield because that's what we're missing right now as far as throwing the ball out. And we got some receivers that can go and get it, but he ain't hanging it out there. So that's the thing, that element that's missing. But the coach is showing you what could be with this offense with a quarterback that moves. That's nice. It is. It is real nice. We are going to – we're the open – 
uh, full day of football. We'll tell you what's coming up, obviously leading up to today's game against the Chargers. But listen, let me just tell you this real quick. Stick around. 7 o'clock, Sam and I do this. Uh, we've been doing it for the last few years, but we have a very special piece of sound for you as we head into this week with Veterans Day. And this is a firsthand account of a, a guy who's still alive and talks about his journey to D-Day. If you haven't heard it before, if you've been with us for a while, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, you want to stick around for that. That's coming up at 7 o'clock. We're going to talk college football next. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Play fake. Bennett loads it. Fires to the end zone. McConkey touchdown. One play. Six more points for Georgia. Bennett. Looks left, goes high, touchdown. Rosamie Jack Saint in the very back of the end zone. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg. Want to thank CBS for that sound and yesterday's victory. Over I mean it just it was a slap down. It wasn't even the 13 points. It should have been in the single digits. It should have stayed there, but Tennessee did fight, but um, that game yesterday really showed everybody why they can, you know, should be number one, and they have earned that spot. And then as people sort of fall off by the wayside, what did you say earlier, Sam, when we were talking about this is going to be a while since uh, we've had a Clemson or an Alabama team, both of them, only outside eating their popcorn while the playoffs are going on. That's how it's looking right now. I mean, I mean, uh, with, with Alabama losing down at LSU last night and uh, Clemson falling to Notre Dame up at South Bend, um, yeah, it, it, it sets things up uh, to have some new faces and some mm-hmm. fresh blood in this uh, in this playoff. So I'm curious to see how the rankings shake out uh, Tuesday night when they come up with the updated version. Georgia obviously should be in the top spot now. How far does Tennessee fall after this win? That, that's, that's the other question. And does LSU try to kind of you know keep keep up and coming that that way uh, but after picking up a, after picking up a big win over Alabama? We'll see what happens. You know, with them, how much does that loss, that opening loss to Florida State, you know, hurt them? I mean, they lost to Tennessee as well, but a loss to a Florida State team that hasn't been what people had hoped they would be this season. What kind of impact does that have, you know, on LSU? The rest of the way for LSU is Arkansas, UAB, and Texas A&M. All right, great Texas A&M team. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk, talk, talk some more, some more about, uh, about Georgia and how they – Really, you know, yesterday you, you do what you have to do, and the defense makes the difference. We yeah, talked they did. about this high-powered offense that's going to score, you know, close to 50 points a game, um, and they just took all the win out of that yesterday. Her, listen, Kirby focused on what was being said. He knew what they could do, but this is the first time you had a, a team coming in that I can think of where everybody was fo- – listen, it wasn't just the number one team. It was the leading candidate for the Heisman, too that they were talking about all week long. So you had to chip on your shoulder the fact that you guys got bumped out of number one and then to take Hooker out of what he has done to everybody else this year. Uh, that was something. That was the motivating factor, I believe, as I sat and watched this game. This dude was – he was playing with one hand tied behind his back, it seemed like, for most of this game. So that's that's my takeaway. And you make – like, did you think – going into this game be honest and i we bring eric in on this too if he wants to if he's got the time but did you think that they would corral their tennessee's quarterback the way they did not to that degree i figured they had something something special you know dialed up for him and um you know that's that's what they were going to do 
similar in many ways to what they had to do uh, in the national championship game against Bryce Young, a guy that, that, that can do. But th- the thing about Hooker that, I, you know, people I've talked to that know is how he does on the road in that environment. And that's one of the reasons I think people said he left Virginia Tech. He just didn't perform well in that environment on the road. Remember, they've won a lot of games, big games. They've been at home. They've been up in Kneeling, you know, up mm-hmm. the Rocky Top with the boats out there and all that care. And all. They ain't, you know, they didn't bring no boats to the game last week. <laughs> no, they didn't. You know, no, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they did, they were out Lake Oconee. That's yeah, far Lake Oconee, closest right? they got. Absolutely. Um, so it, it was just a, a, a different atmosphere. And uh, I, I think also the, the Georgia atmosphere. Some people, uh, you know, even here this week, you heard people mention here on Sports Radio 99 The Game how the atmosphere at Stanford Stadium is not that intimidating. Is that it doesn't have that reputation? Yeah, it doesn't have that. Yeah, Texas you know, like LSU stadium. Like LSU, you know. we're right. You know, and and that somehow they need to, uh, to 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 capture that, and you know that that's uh, that played a role in it as well. But uh, the, the team just went out and just played a great defensive effort. And on offense, they did the things they had to do, and they had a nice mix, you know, on offense. But in the second half, they just put that thing on the ground and just just sucked everything out of that clock. Uh, they were kind of like Dean Smith running four corners. At the, at the yeah. end of the game, you know what I mean. Well, it's it's you know it's funny. It, it's it's a tribute without actually trying, but they won Vince Dooley style, didn't they? Yeah, they did. You put it on the ground and and, and you do what you have to do, grind out the clock, and you get that win, and you move on to your next your, your next weekend. So they, they they handled the business. It was a great right. show, great uh, show in Athens all day with game day there, and the, obviously the focus of the nation was on Athens and on Georgia and Tennessee all week long. And for them to go and uh, and get that done is great. Next up, they hit the road. They go to Stock Vegas next week uh, to take on uh, Mississippi State. You, you, you don't trip up right now. You don't trip up. The Mississippi State team, you know, has had some bright moments. The Kentucky team we talked about from the outset is being their toughest test in the East, and they're still out there, you know, and those are games that are on the road. So, you know, we'll see how this team does away. You know, we don't, we don't want them to go on the road and have a Missouri performance. No. We, we can't <laughs> no. afford to do that, you yeah. know. Uh, they need to go bottle up what they did this week and take it on the road with them the next two games. I don't – you don't see the hiccups there in front of them, especially the way they played. And you just hope that this isn't a team that rises for their opponent and then dials it back when you go up against a Mississippi State or, or, or you know, compared to Tennessee. That was the motivation was everything that was surrounding that Volunteers program going into this game. Home game, let's show them what's what, got to pay tribute to, you know, Vince Dooley, all of that rolled into one bottle. They did what they did yesterday. As you said, you hope that that, you know, he doesn't take his foot off the gas. That's, that's going the up against these last, these last couple here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I wanted to ask you, though, um, Tuesday night is when they're going to release the latest poll, and mm-hmm. we have been so focused on are they going to put three SEC teams in? They're going to put three, and, and that's where the conversation's been. I'm going to tell you what that's shifted to Big Ten now because you're looking at Ohio State that's still undefeated. Now you can say what you will about that win, but Michigan put it on Rutgers. You can say what you will about Rutgers. Yeah, right. But they had a more they had a more convincing oh, oh, Ohio win. State. Ohio State had a more difficult time at Northwestern. Well, see, now let me. First, you- first of all, they practiced in the field goals, <laughs> and the wind kept blowing the ball back. I, when I saw that footage, man, I instantly thought of you. I instantly thought of you. I said, man, these guys hey. are practicing kicking the ball, and the wind is just blowing that thing back at it. We're gonna go up and get a couple Polish sausages and fries in there at Evanston, Illinois, my, my friend. Uh, yeah I I have seen that and that's that's and the funny thing is people when they see something like that that happens in Chicagoland area they always want to bring up the windiest city 
right? The Windy City, all that. And it is because of the tall buildings that are downtown. And that wind comes off the lake and it gets caught in between the buildings. And yeah, then it's like, you know, a, a leaf blower going through there. But overall, the, the city isn't in the top 20 as far as the windiest cities in, this, in, in America. But it just has that reputation for that. And by the way, in case you didn't know, the Windy City was given to Chicago because not of the wind, because of the big mouth politicians that came out of there during the, tw- <laughs> during the early part of last well, century. Well, I don't, I, I, I get it. That's I'm the just saying why. what happened to the football yesterday when the guy was kicking but, for but Ohio how, State. But how, and, and, and Northwestern scored first. It was yep. a blustery one of those kind of days. And, you know, you have weather days like that, though, in the Big Ten. You every, know, you, everybody plays in some of that. Here's the thing, though. When you look back and you talk about these two teams and who, what the adversities they had to deal with, are you going to remember in two weeks that it was windy? Are the voters going to be thinking back, oh, when we got to decide remain undefeated heading into their matchup? And by the way, all that conversation about Illinois sitting there on the west side of the Big Ten and they're going to play whoever coming out of the, uh, the east and Illinois, Illinois may give them a match. Well, that got shut down yesterday because they got beat by Michigan State. But – where do you remember the elements when you start voting for a team? Now, it's fresh on our mind now, but are you going to remember that in a couple of weeks? Are you going to remember that next week? Are they going to remember it Tuesday? Tuesday, they'll remember it. Okay, but I don't know that that's relevant moving forward in the minds of the voters. We'll see. But you got those two, and then we got to have a conversation about TCU, don't we now? Yeah, they're just right there kind of <laughs> hanging out. Y'all see us here? Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to have a conversation with them. They're sitting at eight. And no, you can talk about their opponents, too. But listen, this is going to be interesting moving forward. The one thing we don't now have to worry about is Alabama being shoved in with that one loss to Tennessee up until last night. Now they got two. Thank you very much. Good night. Go make another Aflac commercial. <laughs> you know, Dion's having a better season than you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. You know, yep. Yeah, and they, they won again yesterday. They uh, were at Texas Southern. And uh, so, so, uh, so Jackson State was able to get another victory, and you know, you see what happens. They're on their way. You know, they're on the road to uh, return to Atlanta to the Celebration Bowl. They still got some more work to do, you know, regular season, and then the uh, SWAC championship game. But uh, all right. Yeah. So, question. I have a question. This was Soror uh, and Eric. Do you have a second to join us? Yes, sir. Because both of you guys have a deeper. Um, uh, connection with HBCUs you follow it regularly and I have a legitimate question I'm going to ask you yesterday all day the conversation was about who takes over Auburn yeah who takes that job who wants that job well that's the other question they're they're, they're rolling in the Cadillac right now my question is knowing what an Auburn coach has to deal with yeah as far as boosters and all that but yet they give that to an H an HBCU coach whoever it might be no they won't I'm not saying they're going it to. Doesn't I'm, I'm asking you. Only two, have, only two have ever happened, and only one of them was black. Maybe, well, let me. I'm only, saying only two coaches from HBCUs have gotten D1 coaching jobs, and only one of them was black. I agree. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm just saying I'm that, that, that's how preposterous. That. That's how preposterous it is for people to even think that. When people say that, they're not thinking at all. I'm not. I'm asking they're, you for a different they're, they're, reason. I'm well, I'm just saying that the, the, those are the facts. Yeah. And the people who keep throwing his name out there. You're totally oblivious to the fact that that does not happen. Okay. But there's a first time for everything. Not not so, this time. Okay. And I'm not saying it's going to. Let me finish my point. I'm just saying it's <laughs> You got you made yours. Let me finish mine and and tell me and tell me if my question or my thought is is off kilter. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because there is no coach of note that's presently 
you know, that's going to take this because of everything that you just said. Who wants that Auburn job? You got to deal with these oh. boosters. You got to deal with all this other crap, and you're not going to be able to be some the coach. of note that would take that. You think so? Because what I've heard yeah. is they ain't going to jump into that 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 cesspool. Well, They're I mean, not going that, to. Well, the problem is you got to come in there. You got to you got to you got to you know arm yourself up and go in there because you know what you're dealing with and you know who's up the street, and that's the big problem. Saban is up the street from them. Yeah, and so I get that, all that. that. That's the thing that, that that's that's the issue, and you're not going to come in there in two or three years and 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 take control. Oh, I don't that, think so either. Happening. I think it's a holding it, spot, which is where I was going with this. Which is where I was going with this. We ascend somebody to sort of get us into this transitional period, and I don't know that that's a want for any HBCU coach or any other coach. I'm just saying this Auburn you know situation. All right, all right, again. Uh, but 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Think about what Georgia has done. Think about what Georgia Tech potentially could do. Would Auburn take someone as they did years ago? who's been on the Alabama coaching staff, i.e. Pat Dye, who had been on the Alabama coaching staff and had recruited players to come to Alabama for Bear Bryant. He knew what the pipeline was, and he brought those guys to Auburn. Would they do that? Are they so proud that they wouldn't get anybody who's been you know, who's been a part of Saban's staff. To me, that's what the Auburn folk got to deal with. And you and you might be right. Again, this was me thinking this yesterday that we've seen dirty dealings of people, co- coaches put into situations where there was no way they were going to be successful. And the organization, the, the school, whoever it was, whether it was pro or college, did that knowing that this was an untenable situation so this person is going to be just a placeholder but yet they can you know puff their chest out and say hey we gave this opportunity well, to so and so that's why they're saying Deion Sanders they don't want him to coach they want him to come and recruit yeah say that was my only thought behind it everything I, I agree with everything that you said I just I thought about that yesterday because we've seen a lot of things that we didn't think we'd see 10 years ago in sports across the board listen we're going to switch gears here hey your buddy's going to join us we haven't talked to john in a while i know it you sure he's up we got some tiebreakers going on man we got some coin flips and some all all things like that going on. <laughs> and remember come uh listen sam and i we want you to write this down top of the hour we are going to in our own way pay tribute um is veterans day happens later on this week we have some sound we would like you to hear if you've not heard it before this is a first-hand version of a soldier heading to D-Day. And by the way, this soldier is still alive. That's coming up top of the hour. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 92.9 Yep, It's Sam and Greg on this uh, what's it, sixth day of November. I haven't said that all morning yet. you got to check me on that. This is the sixth day of November. A lot of stuff happened on this day, man. Actually, coming up next hour, I'm going to test your presidential knowledge because there's a lot of folks that were elected on this day. And why, on me, this, why on this day? Well, this, don't, we got an election coming up in a couple days. So, you know, depending on how the weeks play okay. out, this was an election it day. November, yeah, okay. All yeah, right. so it, Lincoln was elected on this day, man. Okay. He was elected in 1860. Jefferson Davis, a year later, was uh, elected to a six-year term in the U.S. Confederate presidency. Okay. That worked out okay. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Herbert Hoover elected on this day. You want to take a guess at which? Well, we'll come back to that stuff because I know John Nelson knows that he was the 31st president of the United States. And 
Among other things. Among other things, right? <laughs> Bring our guest on here, man. I'm trying to get this uh, other stuff locked in here. I'm having some issues. Okay, all right. Is he That's ready easy. to go? I, I, I mean, DBZ and he's ready to go. All right. Ready to go. Allegedly. Uh, there he, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, folks. Uh, hey, folks, it's down to state uh, state playoff time for high school football around the state of Georgia. And uh, the brackets are set, I believe, uh, because, boy, at, at the end of the games Friday night, there were a lot of three-way ties uh, that had to be decided, and uh, John Nelson joins us now from GPB Sports to uh, tell us about Morning, it. Morning, John. John. We got everything settled, yeah. John? <laughs> well, let's see. To answer Greg's question, yes, it is morning. And <laughs> uh, and uh, I think I've got pretty much everything because there were a couple of three-way dances, and there was uh, there were actually games yesterday that kind of laid things out. So – uh, it, it, this is the time where, yes, you can reach out, grab the pen, not the pencil, but the pen, and start filling things in. Yeah, yeah, we got some things all decided. I know there was one region they met, that uh, the, the one, the region with um, the Holy he, Innocence region, yeah. That one, and then one with the, the uh, Hebron region with, with them. Oh, and, Hebron and, Christian, yeah, because that, get this, going into uh, going into the final weekend of the regular season, you had a champ in that region. Then the following four teams were all two and two. Whoa. So you had four teams, three spots, all the same record. So uh, God bless us each and every one for the tiebreakers. God, God bless us for tiebreakers in this holiday season. And, and they're different ones, right? They're different ones. Some oh, are- yeah. Now, now get this. Um, as an example, they always want to try to go back to head-to-head uh, as, your, as your default when you get to, down to two. But if you have more than two, it could be – points scored against common opponents it could be points allowed against playoff teams or or my personal favorite the mini game yeah all right you guys got to explain that one okay so basically what happens is is if you have and if you're chasing like one spot and and literally greg this is region by region as to how the tiebreaker is. So in theory, you could ha- you, you don't, but in theory, you could have 64 different answers as to how to address a tiebreaker. The mini game is high school's version of Thunderdome. Ooh. And you have the teams go to a common location on a Monday, and they'll do a coin flip, and the team that wins the first coin flip gets to watch everybody else. Everybody else plays a quarter or, you know, half a quarter. You'll play like either six minutes or a full 12. Then the winner of the first mini game plays the dude that won the coin flip to determine either the two teams that go in or the three teams or the the one team that goes in. So, yeah, if all else fails, some regions here in the state will play the dreaded mini game (laughs) on a Monday. I don't think we've got a mini game this year, but in years past, We've had multiple mini games around the state of Georgia to decide that final playoff spot on a Monday that you got to get ready for a Friday. Yeah, how about that, right? You got to come back and get ready for Friday. We'll be spending some time with mm-hmm. John, with John Nelson. Always great to catch up with him. Uh, and he is social. 
Uh, you can find him on Twitter at OSG Nelson. Why are you laughing about that? Because we just love that. We missed that. You know, got to wait seven days to hear you say that. And John, social. thank you for making him say that. Because that and game day Sundays is it's like yanking teeth these days. But we we wait for him. <laughs> he is social. Yeah, he well, is social. I had, a de- I had a dentist appointment this past week, so that was a, that was inappropriate. So. <laughs> yeah. That was an appropriate poll there, Greg. Joe, now, now this week we're going to split things up. Not everybody's playing on Friday night, right? Check. It's odds and evens. Uh, with the exception of the singles, if, if my math is correct. Uh, this year, because of the lack of officials around the state of Georgia, and this should be your PSA for anybody that wants to be an official to start the process to be an official, you have on Saturday 3, 5, and 7. On Friday, if I'm not mistaken, the singles are both on, on Friday in addition to 2, 4, and 6. So with the exception of bringing in the single-A competitions on Friday, it is evens on Friday, odds on Saturday, and then everybody else is back to normal after round one. But just the sheer number of games, because you're talking, what, 16 times 8, which is too much math, and (laughs) minus 1. So you're looking at 100, in theory, under normal circumstances, you have 127 games that would happen on a Friday night. Yeah. But because we don't have that many officiating crews around the state of Georgia that can, you know, that can be there for a playoff game, they split it up and they did it last year and they're doing it again this year. To where this year, it is it's odds and evens on Friday and Saturday. So check your social media for your favorite team as to the where and the when because you don't want to get caught going to a stadium and it being empty and going, well, what's going on? What happened? Did the game move? It did. It probably got moved once, you know, one day or the other on the calendar. So check for your favorite team. Check your social media and check ours at GBB Sports as well. At ninety two nine, the game. Dude is smooth. Sure he is very you smooth. You have everything laid out. But you, you, you mentioned the officials uh, and and GFO. I had a chance to go to that banquet this week, and they both, you know, uh, send their greetings to you guys. Wish that both of you could have made it uh, to spend some time with them. Their their particular association, John, they were able to get 38 new members. That's just that association. We don't know statewide, uh, but they are bringing in new new uh, new officials. Uh, but that's such a great need. And you think now how girls' flag football is taken off. Mm-hmm. There's need for officiating there too. Yeah, and, and that we've started doing those broadcasts, uh, kind of like an all 22 on. Uh, gpp.org and on the app this year we're on, mostly on Thursdays we're kind of dropping in and we've got a camera up high we don't have any commentary but we've got graphics going so everybody knows what the score is so basically it's like you're a fan in the stands and you're watching flag football and there have been folks that have reached out on our social media during championship weekend and they have said that this is the addiction I didn't know I had until I started watching meaning flag football yeah And it's a part of our broadcast weekend when it comes to the football championships. And it's fun. And we started off this season with a a full broadcast of uh, the Clash of Champions uh, up in, uh, you know, north of Atlanta. We had a triple header that we ran on the web. Right. And it started out a couple of years ago with only 19 teams in the, the Atlanta area. Now we're over 200 schools statewide. I think it's 226, I think, is the number. 226 schools have invested in flag football, which is an officially sanctioned sport with the GHSA. Mm -hmm. And you have girls getting scholarships at the end of championship weekend 
for what schools are seeing from them playing flag football. I mean, Thomas University down in South George is an example. Yeah, that uh, you didn't get a scholarship playing flag football. Yeah, you got up at Reinhardt. Uh, being Reinhardt that kind too. of an athlete here in the state of Georgia. That's how it's grown in just a very short period of time. Yeah. Is it fair for you to come up with the top story right now as we head into the playoffs of the regular season? The the program that surprised you the most, the one disappointed you the most, whatever it is. But the story for you during this regular season. The nationally ranked teams in the state of Georgia, and there's more than one. Uh, you've got Buford and Langston Hughes, who are both ranked top 25 in the state of Georgia. You've got Mill Creek, who is a part of that discussion as well. So basically, and Mill Creek and Buford are in the same region. And somebody had to lose. We had that game on our air a couple weeks ago. Mill Creek ended up losing to Buford. So Mill Creek, who is ranked top 25 nationally, depending on the poll, Going up against Buford, who is top five nationally, and Hughes, which is a 6A school, which I think is traditionally ranked around number 20. You have three schools right now in the top 25 in the state of Georgia. And I'll watch. I'm that guy that comes home on a Friday night after our game, and I'll watch the game in California that's uh, on cable television just to kind of wind down a little bit. And they sit there, and they'll have folks claim that, yes, with – what we have here in Southern California, it's the best high school football in the in the entire United States. Calm down. Take your first time out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they talk about all the athletes that are uh, in, in this one particular element of Southern California high school football. And all the athletes that are playing at the next level and all the athletes that have played here that are playing on Sundays, take your second time out, please. Yeah. You know, please take, sure. take your second time out of the of the of the segment here what what we see that that to me is just the the growth of and the recognition of high school football greg here in the state of georgia nationally because georgia is the number three state in the country for student athletes to go play at the next level and and i mean it's not just it's not just schools east of the mississippi you have uh schools in the pac 10 12 14 you have schools in the big 10 that the big 12 10 that uh are recruiting and are having kids play now. And just the, the sheer volume of athletes, regardless of yeah. level, you know, D1, D2, D3, and AI that go on to the next level, that to me is is what speaks to what we're seeing with the recognition of high school football here in the state of Georgia. And with three teams in the top 25, you get a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- wrapping up with John. John, we decided on the game for Friday night yet? Because we, I know we, we Yes, we have. It is Blessed Trinity at North Forsyth. And so it'll be our first chance to do a – a game up there at North Forsyth during our, our broadcast schedule, so uh, it'll be it'll be a fun one to to have folks see what life is like at North Forsyth and in one of those two three matchups that you get in your brackets. And so, once again, you can follow the action with recruiting twenty twenty two that starts Friday at seven, mm-hmm. game at seven thirty. Hannah and I are in studio all night giving you all the updates that uh, will be going on for the action in uh, one three five or uh, two uh, two four and six. And uh, then we'll get you ready for round two with the post game show. After that, and we'll just keep rolling from there. Love oh. how he broke into the, uh, the the announcer voice there. Oh yeah, oh, I, I did. I tried to go in the announcer voice, and then I got confused as to which class was there <laughs> myself hey. on Friday and Saturday. John, so then, then I completely and totally just threw the promo into the trash, wadded up the piece of paper, and came back to normal. Well, John, before we let you go, mark down December 17th. December 17th is the day. We're telling everybody. That's when Sam and I go back to Saturdays. We'll have Saturdays and Sundays with you. So. 
Just mark that for Far you. Out. And thank you very much, partner, for getting up this morning. The coffee, Sam? the coffee's yeah. on the way. The coffee's on the way. <laughs> coffee's on the way. Just leave it on the front stoop because this cowboy is heading back to the BED. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't right. blame you, John Thanks, Nelson. John. Appreciate it joining appreciate us it, here. Be, be All right, y'all. All right. Let me set you guys up. And John, if you're still listening, we want everybody. Sam and I. This is the last show we will do before Veterans Day. We do this uh, pretty much every year. We have a first-hand recounting of a veteran talking about his journey to D-Day, the probably the battle of World War II on the uh, well in, in Europe, and um, just like to throw that out there, remind you. And this is a guy talking about a nineteen his nineteen-year-old self. Keep that in mind. His nineteen-year-old self heading. To Normandy Beach. That is coming up next. Sam and Greg on the sixth day of November. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 thegamecom Take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 